You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. While you're at it, hit us with a like and a comment. Now, let's get to our show. First quarter, it's time for our school check-in. School check-ins always hit differently after a win, a huge, much-needed win at home against the hated Green Bay Packers. Final score, Vikings win 34-31. Huge, huge ball game, entertaining ball game. And I am not going to lie, Pat P. I was watching that game. I said, don't do it to me. It started off on fire. I can tell you this much. For the betters that are listening to us and for the betters that are watching us, please start betting on Minnesota first quarter or first half. Come out flying. Come out scoring. Come out getting stops. That has been their resume the entire season. Now they're starting to finally put together full quarters of play. But in the first half, I don't know if there's another team hotter than Minnesota. (laughs) And I'm talking about from the betting side, so I'm just giving you guys a cool nugget. Follow me now if you want (laughs) to get on. (laughs) You have been hot lately, Mac, I I must say. No question, but check this out, man. Vikings are now, if the playoffs were to start today, Pat P, guess what? You in the playoffs. They're now in the sixth spot in the NFC. Remember, seven teams will get in. Uh, the Vikings are led by seven points in every game this season. Talk about the fast start. Listen to me. Uh, they have blown a lead of seven or more points in nine of the last 10 games, but huh, didn't blow this one this past Sunday. Uh, nine of the 10 Viking games have been decided by seven points or fewer. Uh, how did it feel, number one, before we talk about the game? Let's talk about the individual. Very own Pat P. <laughs> Healthy. Got back out there. I'm not going to lie. You had me worried. I didn't see him out there. So, oh, man, he might have tweaked it. I said, hey. <laughs> But then, of course, I talked to you in the game. He was getting the IV. As you know, you know for IV now. Anytime. And when you came back in the room, in the, in the game, I saw that little band around your arm. I said, yeah, he must have was getting the IV. But tell yeah. us, how, you, how, how did it feel to be back out there with the guys once again? It felt great. You know, um, obviously, you know, you know, playing in this league for a very, very long time, you get accustomed to being out there on the field, being on the green eye with your players and, you know, missing those three games were, you know, something different and difficult for me. But, you know, um, I want to thank the, the training staff, you know, everyone that had their hand in the pile to, to get me back healthy, to get me back on the field when I was uh, much needed. So uh, it felt great to be back out there with the guys in a, uh, in a big game. The, the atmosphere was electric the, the the fans were amazing um you know I, I, now i see what that uh that minnesota vikings green bay rivalry is all about um it was a it was an awesome game so happy that we came out on top thought we played well on all three phases offense control the clock uh, converting on third downs um jets having a humongous game with 160 plus yards two tubs adam coming through been Adam Hitman, uh, I'm mean, Adam uh, Robin Hood Thielen. <laughs> you call it Robin. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, then Kirk is 
just continued to play great ball. Oh, man. Captain Kirk. You know, under the radar, ran for 115 yards. You know what I mean? So, and special teams played well, winning it, uh, putting the game in in, in Greg's hands. The one at the end of the game was big for us. And um, defense, we had made some stops, had a couple of boo-boos late in the game. Um, But, you know, unfortunately, we we was able to come out on top. Um, Like I said, just play some great complimentary football to to, uh, uh, end up winning that game at the end. Did you feel 100%? I mean, did you have any concerns, you know, going nah. into the game? Or, you know, when you got out there, you're like, I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I was ready to roll, man. I, I felt 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, only thing that slowed me down, I knew only only concern that I had was, you know, how would the, the body hold up far as my muscles. I kind of had a feeling that I would end up cramping because at the end of the day, it was my first time really – you know, pushing my body to those limits, to those measures in a month, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I am an older player, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, things don't quite work how they used to sometimes, you know? So, um, you know, but as the game, as the Florida game started to go on, uh, as, uh, as the Florida game started going on, you know, my mother's, my muscle, my muscles started to get a little lather up with a little sweat, mm-hmm. started to get a little loose, um, felt great, um, just started cramping, missed, Maybe no more than six plays. Got IVs. Happened right before halftime. Got some fluid in me, and I was ready to roll. Finished out the game. Yeah, and you played a total of fifty-one snaps, which is good outside of the few plays you missed, missed uh, because you you you, you, cr- you were cramping. Uh, one thing that I noticed, and I did anticipate, and you told me this, you was going to follow seventeen. A lot of times they had seventeen Devontae Adams uh, in the slot. Uh, but tell yeah. us about that matchup. You know, did you guys have you played against Devontae quite a few times? But talk about that matchup. Um, you know, you know, the plan was to go in and, you know, and try to, to match up with them as much as I can. I think I only had about maybe like seven, you know, quality pass reps, you know, against him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had opportunity to get a couple catches on me um, early in the game. I think the, the second one was like in the third quarter, uh, maybe right before half. I can't No, actually, I was out before half, so I think it was the third quarter. I can't remember when that the second pass occurred, but um, – it was always great to have opportunity to to you know to have that challenge, but you know when you don't have you know that challenge in the game, it's kind of like you know heartbreaking because you 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 gear yourself up all week you know for that matchup. You know, you're studying this guy, you know, ins and out where he you know what routes he likes to be when he's at number one, what he likes to run when he's at number two, and then when you get in the game, it's it's like a a total different picture. So you know that's how it's kind of been for the most part for me when um you know. Later on in my year, uh, in my career, once teams start to find out that, you know, I'm starting to cover, uh, you know, shadow their, their, you know, their best receiver or what the case may be, they, they kind of move them around and try to get them on the, the nickel back or, uh, or linebacker. So mm-hmm. that's just the world I live in. So, you know, I kind of had a feeling that that, that had a, uh, that was a possibility of happen, happening and, and it did. And, you know, it's nothing I could do about that. <laughs> no question. Just, just. Uh, guard the people you that's in front of you yep. uh and and talking about uh the plays there were plays made on both sides both defenses made plays both offenses made plays but break down that play where Aaron Rodgers tried to call timeout somehow or another they didn't get him with the timeout the play was able to be made uh that tied it up uh for the Green Bay Packers um no that actually wasn't the play that tied up I don't think the play that tied it up was like an 83 yarder I think 75 yard from the oh man, that's no one he didn't try to call timeout on that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, on the one he did, but he did score on that play that I thought he called a timeout on. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, as a as the uh, as the play goes on, you know, I'm I'm obviously looking at at the quarterback because we was in a zone coverage at the time. Yeah, looking at the quarterback, and you could see him clearly raise up and call timeout at least at least two times. Like I yeah. saw Fleets do this twice. Mm-hmm. And the ball got snapped, and the ref said he didn't see him, or he called a half a timeout. Never heard that before, but um, didn't call a timeout. Then they called a rough in the passer, which I thought was questionable too. Mm-hmm. I thought he got hit right when he threw the ball. Yeah, you know, so, but they didn't see the timeout. They said it was a half a timeout, which I never knew. I didn't know those exist. Um. But yeah, <laughs> it was a play that wasn't called a timeout. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that that eighty three yard touchdown, you know, that has been you know a, a sometimes a reoccurring three theme, big play, splash plays. Uh, break down that play for us. Uh, we got a bit aggressive, and you know they had a seven man protection. They blocked it up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's was that much. a two man route? Was that a two man route? That was a three man route. It was a three man route. route. Okay. Yeah, around they, like, you know, we 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 sent something at them, and like mm-hmm. I said, everybody was on their own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And if that pressure don't get there, yeah, and then when it don't get there, you just gotta buckle your seatbelt and just just try to get get yeah. get in position enough to you know make a play on the ball. But it's tough on a safety, especially when a receiver um, is running across your face and have you know almost thirty something yards of field to work with. Yeah, open right. It's actually more than that because it's 30 yards across, and hell, he was at the 50 when he caught it. So that's almost 80 yards yeah. of field to work with. So um, that was a difficult spot um, for him. But like I said, we was uh we was a bit aggressive. Um, we wanted to be ag- aggressive in those situations because you know we wasn't able to finish, you know, you know, we weren't able to put ourselves in positions to, to finish in those situations. So we figured if we be aggressive in that situation, it would put us in a better spot. But End up, you know, biting us uh, in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the butt a little bit. But, you know, as a defensive player, you know, those are, those type of things sometimes you have to live with. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, damn, if you do, damn, if you, if you don't. You know, hey, I mean? so, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes yeah, the bear gets you. you. You know, so, but you just want to get the bear more than it gets you. Yep. Yeah, but it was a great Sunday. Like I said, that it was a complimentary football win. You know, so they tied the football game up that they did. And um, Captain Kurt and the boys went down there and did the rest. I was about to ask you, how impressive was it to see Kurt Cousins go toe-to-toe to, with the great Aaron Rodgers? Man, you know, Kurt's been playing great all year, leading up to the last eight games of last year. Man, he, listen, he, you he, remember what I said about three or four weeks ago? If you guys had a better record, I think his name would be sprinkled in the MVP yeah. conversation a lot about. more. Yeah. Kurt yeah, he's playing some unbelievable ball, putting the ball where it needs to be. Uh, Great, great leadership, you know, just great poise. Um, you know, he's just doing everything the right way. You know, you have a, a great cast of talent around him. Don't really have to push, uh, force the envelope. Just just be Kurt. And that's mm-hmm. what we've been doing over the last uh, couple, and well, this entire season. You know what I mean? Just been playing great football. And um, we're just going to continue. Uh, continue uh, we're going to need him to, to stay on that, on that trend. To continue to tally up wins, and um, at the end of the day, if we stack up enough chips, you know, getting that playoff run, who knows what happens? Yeah, and right now, Kirk Cousins is 150 to one to win the MVP. If the Mike Vikings make a run, uh, he has the stats. 
to at least make a you know a decent case for himself. One fifty to one. Wow. Ooh, that's a lot of business and big time odds. And with a real good quarterback, you got to have a real good wide receiver. And Justin Jefferson, eight receptions, one sixty nine, two touchdowns. Uh, when you guys get him involved, good things usually happen for your offense. Over the past two weeks, he has 21 targets. Uh, just a- after just nine total in the previous two weeks, 104 of those receiving yards came in the first quarter. First Viking with 100-plus receiving yards in the first quarter since the great Randy Moss. That happened October 3rd, 1999 versus Tampa. He had 109. Uh, that was his 11th career game with 100-plus receiving yards tied with Randy Moss for the most by a Viking in a player's first two seasons, third career game with multiple receiving touchdowns. I decided because of the work that Justin has been putting in Pat P and, you know, we've had him on the show quite a few times. I decided to to list my top five wide receivers in the NFL right now. He better be in there. My top five guys, listeners, football fans, Minnesota Viking fans. I decided to put, together my top five wide receivers right now and we're not talking about resume we're not talking about career-wise we're talking about the hottest five top right five wide receivers right now right now yeah my number one guy well you've been giving a lot of hell out there cooper cup i like it he my number one guy right now based on the chemistry what he's been doing i like with it. matthew stafford he's my number two one my number two guy you just played against Devonte adams now, Devontae has missed the ball game, but his numbers are still up there with guys that have missed one snap. Yep. My number three, Justin Jefferson. You go. He's my top three guy right now. I mean, I think you two and three could be interchangeable, depending on who you're asking. Uh, but for me, if you had Justin number two, I'm okay with that. If you have him number three, clearly that's the that's the that's the lowest he could be. No, yeah. no lower than three, but I got him number three right now. But he's trending. He's like a stock right now that's trending upward. <laughs> that little green arrow that's going up. It ain't going down. It's going up. Yeah. My number four, where Debo at? Debo Samuel. And the reason why I got Debo in there, granted, he's a wide receiver, but he does so much. Man, he does a lot. Running, running back, slot wide receiver. I mean, he's everywhere in the football field. And he's giving you numbers. Look at his numbers. Look at what he's been doing. And my fifth guy, Mr. Tyreek Hill. Cheetah. Cheetah. What you think about my list? What you think about my list, Pat Pete? I like the list. I like the list. Like you said, as of right now. Right I mean, now. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I put it out. We put it out on social. Uh, our, our Instagram page, All Things Covered Pod. Let us know what you think. My top five wide receivers. Am I missing anybody? Someone should be on the list that's not on the list. Let me know. But as of right now. Those yeah. are my top five guys. Chime in. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Pat P, you remember what I said last week after you guys beat the Chargers? Remember I said, anytime a team makes a playoff run that started off slow, there's a turning point in the season turning where point. you look where you look back and say, this is when it happened. Yeah. You did say that. I said that. Didn't I say it? You called I it. said, remember this moment when you guys rallied to beat the Chargers and how you beat them. So this could be a turning point. Then look what happened this past Sunday against Green Bay. And now you got the San Francisco 49ers. But before we get to the 49ers preview, preview, you guys know, if you've been following our show, I give my prediction. And I started two weeks ago. 
to do something different. And I've been getting people hit me in the DM, Pat P said, listen, can you keep hey. picking against? Hey, they say, can you keep picking the other team? Can you please continue <laughs> to pick the other team? Hey, you know what? I'm going to listen. I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> So last week, against the Chargers, I picked the Chargers. The Vikings won. Last week, I picked the Green Bay Packers, right? And that score, my score prediction for the Green Bay Packers, the final score in the real game was 34-31 Minnesota. My score prediction was 31-24, something like that, in favor of the Green Bay Packers. So this week, my prediction, before we get into the preview, uh, the Minnesota, you know what? Should I do preview first? Or should I do the pr- prediction first? Okay, I'm already here now. So you hear that? You Minnesota gonna... Vikings, San Francisco 49ers prediction score prediction. Oh, you guys go out there to the Bay Area too, right? Bay Area. Hey, uh, I gonna be crisp too. Ooh, I can't wait. Oh man, let's go. Let's go. We okay? Ooh, 27, 27, 23. The San Francisco 49ers win 27 23. See, Nostradamus has spoken. <laughs> but now, I know I gave my prediction earlier. I don't care. It's time to preview the Minnesota Vikings, San Francisco preview game. That's the next opponent for the Minnesota Vikings. Anyway, I talked about the aforementioned Debo Samuel. He's an offensive weapon. But how do you prepare for a guy that does so much? He lines up everywhere in the football field, and you know he's a big-time playmaker for the offense. Oh, it's going to be tough because, you know, uh, I, I, I was actually talking about this today um, with a colleague, a colleague, and we were just talking about, you know, how typical it is to game plan for him because normal receivers that line up in the backfield, you know, they call that a, a, a zoo formation. And now it's not my intent. He's going to motion out of the backfield and become go back to his original position. But not with Debo. The entire playbook is still wide open. He still can run the ball. It's still going to pass the ball. It's still got screens out of it. Like he's that dynamic of a player to where <clears throat> whatever position that he's in, that's the type of player that he is. He's that di- diverse to where um, he's able to, you know, pretty much play any position on a, on the offensive side of the ball. And his toughness alone, you know, you know, says enough about his game. You know, when a guy can play not only running back, you know, and receiver and throw blocks and, you know, being one of the, you know, top guys with yard, uh, yards after the catch. I think he mm-hmm. only had 1,000 yards this year, like a second yeah. in the league. 994. He has yeah, 994 receiving yards. You know, so you can tell that he's involving into a receiver, but he's still a playmaker at the same time. So game planning for a guy like that is difficult. You know, we have to understand and know where he is at all times because we know that he's – Definitely a spark plug for that offense, and we just have to try our best to not get uh, to not to not let him uh, get going early. But we know he's a he 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 he's a PT peer, man. He's a game time performer, and you know we know at some point you know he's gonna you know have his have his opportunity. So, but we just have to make sure that those opportunities are are very slim. But talking about another receiver that has emerged to be a real uh, playmaker for the offense, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, first seven weeks, only 16 targets, nine receptions, 96 yards, and one touchdown. But the last four weeks, especially with Jimmy G being healthy, uh, he's seen 26 targets, uh, caught 20 of those targets for 245 yards and two touchdowns. He had a huge game last week against Jacksonville. Uh, so what type of talent, uh, challenge will he present for the defense? 
Um, you know, he's a he's a, a vertical guy, a guy that can definitely definitely take the top off the defense. Um, but he he can also run all the routes in the route tree. You know, you know, you see him running those seven stops, the deep bite routes. Uh, bite route is basically when team comes in a condensed formation, which all receivers are uh, typically running out of an ace formation. Um, but all the receivers are uh, both receivers are inside the numbers and just running like a, a 18 to 20 yard stop route. Um, you know, he's the guy that that run a lot of same thing in the condensed formation post over. Debo is typically like the post, uh, the over guy. Uh, oh boy, it sounds like you've been watching a lot of film. Yeah, I, you can. Uh, what's my man name? Came out with me out of Miami, Benjamin Travis Benjamin. Those mm-hmm. are the guys that's going to be pretty much running the big post. Um, you know, so just understanding what guys are, you know, for the most part, you know, and I, and I think that's what slowed the game down for me tremendously. Just watching film and understand, you know. Their their, their their strong suits of their game and what offensive coordinators want to, how they want to put their players in positions to be successful. But Brandon is a very unique talent uh, to get back on him. Very unique talent. A guy that can, like I said, run all the routes, but he's also fast enough and do have the speed that could take the top off the defense. Oh, that boy been in the film room. I know like in Pittsburgh sometime and when Bill Kyle was there, he had hit you with a question. So, uh, hey, Pat P., what are the favorite – name me three favorite uh, big-time routes that Debo Samuel likes to run. Yeah. You got to give them. You got to give them. Third-down situation, what are they – what what's their go-to? Red zone uh, uh, killers, what they like in the red zone. That boy, Pat P, just laying, named off just real, real, real smooth the favorite routes that certain guys like, ah, whoa, boy, in his bag. And the day, man, you got, what, what five five days away from the game or something like that, right? What was it? Yeah, what's somebody – Started yesterday, yeah. man, right after the game. Enjoy that win on the ride home. Yeah. I get home, I'm on, my, I'm on the next opponent, man. I, well, I watch our film. I watch the game. I watch the game from what I just played in. And then after that, I have some dinner with the family, do our thing, and I'm watching I'm watching the next, next opponent before I go to bed. It don't stop. It okay. don't stop. How important is this ball game when it comes to playoff implications uh, for you guys? It's uh, this is big. Like I, like we talked about two weeks ago, November, December, is is playoff football. You know, mm-hmm. you can't afford, especially what we did to ourselves early in the in the year. We can't afford to lose in the game. No question. You know, nine times out of ten, you know, if, you know, if we get some help from Green Bay uh, to uh, to to continue to lose or whatever the case may be, if they decide to, you know what I mean, and we end up, you know, taking over the uh, the division, that'd be great. But how things are looking now, we got to pack our stuff up and go on the road. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And this is an NFC opponent, so we're looking at this as a playoff game. You know no what I mean? Question. You know, and they, so, are, they are, too. No uh, doubt. Because they're 5-5 five and five as well. Right. So every game is big. Every To me, in my mind, we got, what, seven games up? Every game is a playoff game. Yes. And that's how you gain that mentality and get hot to where you, when you get in the, in the playoff, like, oh, we've been here before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We did this before. We did this week 11, week 12. Let's get it, yeah. boys. And in this ball game, the Packers are three-point favorites. Uh, the total the was Packers. forty. I mean, not the Packers. The 49ers, My bad. The 49ers are three-point favorite. The total was forty and a half. I love the Vikings in the first quarter. I love the Vikings in the first half. I gave my prediction as well. My prediction. If you guys are just tuning in to us, the Vikings do better when I pick the other team to win. Eric, what was my prediction again? I said twenty-seven, twenty-one. 
27-23, San Francisco 49ers win. Let's go. Let's go. Look, we've all been to the grocery store and bought some meat. Went home and was unhappy with the quality of it. I know that has happened to me many, many times. Quality matters when it comes to the meat that is the centerpiece of your holiday meals. Butcher Box sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. So no more searching the store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. It's getting colder, even here in Georgia. So recently, I made a real nice chili with meat from Butcher Box. This wasn't like the stuff I see or get in Cincinnati when we play the Cincinnati Bengals. No, no, no. This was different. This was quality beef that the whole family loved. And it's great because every month, ButcherBox sends a selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Each box contains 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box of your choice that you choose from. That's enough for 24 individual meals. Yes, 24. This holiday, ButcherBox is proud to give you new members free New York Strip steak for a year. The deal has never been offered before, and it won't last forever. Get two delicious 100% grass-fed New York strip steaks for free in every box for a full year. This offer is only available until November the 30th, so get it before it's gone. Just go to butcherbox.com slash allthingscovered to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash allthingscovered to receive this limited offer for free. New York strip steaks for a full year. Now it's time for Around the League. Around the League is where we get a chance to tap into the NFL. News on the football field or news off the football field. Talking about off the field news. The Colts are currently being featured on the first in-season version of Hard Knocks. But in 2015, the Arizona Cardinals were the first team to be featured on a docuseries, All or Nothing. Pat P., you remember that, that, that series? Oh, yeah. How was that experience for you? Man, you know, when we did it, we didn't know that it was going to be that. So we had no idea what it was going to turn out to be. So, like, the cameras and stuff was hidden. So we didn't even know, like, the cameras were around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, it was it was kind of weird. And it, I don't want to necessarily say it was weird because we you know those are actually genuine emotions, you know, mm-hmm. things that were going on, how we were studying, how we was, you know, how they had us literally. I remember one time. When we, was, when we used to watch our film on Fridays as a defense, yeah, we noticed a camera and a thing, because that's how they was filming us. It wasn't like yeah. a person in there. They just had like a big monitor literally following people when they was talking and stuff. We was like, we, and we never noticed it. And we was like, what the heck is that? Yeah. And that's when we kind of figured, you know, it was for the, and obviously we didn't know it was for the show because they never told us that we was filming for a show. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, that's kind of why they kind of told us that. So you, Kind of won't be getting no different characters, guys yeah. acting out of their way. It was it was a real genuine season on how we prepare each and every week, how we travel, how Coach BA was, how we were how we were at home, how we were with our family, mm-hmm. what we did our off time, you know how we took care of our bodies. You know it was it was it was it was genuine uh, stuff, and I think that's why you know it, it did so well, and and you know the NFL, you know you know you know, is running with it now, you know, because people want to see more of that. And, you know, and I think it's a beautiful thing for, you know, the, the the fans to see that at the end of the day, yeah, we're on TV. Yeah, we, you know, get all the glimpse and the glam. But when we're not, you know, un, under the lights and, 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 and not in the public eye, 
with normal human beings as well. What, was it a distraction for you guys? You just talked about the cameras in the meeting uh, room and then realizing cameras everywhere you go. Was it a distraction? No, nah, not at all. Because like I said, it was like a fly on the wall. It became mm -hmm. that comfortable because it wasn't like 20 cameras here and there. It was literally just those monitors in every room in the meeting rooms. Yeah. And a couple of cameras on the road with us. It was literally no more than three cameras you okay. know, that I can remember. And they would film every practice, but other than that, it wasn't nothing like they was in the way. You know, they had a couple a couple guys mic'd up, but you know, as the season was going on, it was like, like I said, it was like a fly on the wall. It was like, all right, just another day at practice. We've been doing this all year. We've been doing this since camp. So everybody got accustomed to it. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see exactly. I haven't tapped into this uh in-season feature <clears throat> with the coats, but I think I should because they got one of the best offensive players in the National Football League mm -hmm. and Jonathan Taylor. So let's kind of see if we can – maybe I can see some of the in uh, the hidden secrets that he goes into his ball game. But I think it's pretty dope to get a chance to give – this is for the fans. You know what I mean? Fans yeah. that have never really been involved in the NFL like that, get a chance to see how the in-season prep is compared to, uh, you know, training camp and things like that. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with some notable news from the NFL. And guess what? We'll be answering your questions. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now it's time for the All Things Covered Awards. We're dishing out two awards weekly for those that live up to our show name and have everything, all things covered. We talked about Jonathan Taylor just a moment ago. And, and it's only what? right. It's only and, right. Yeah. Huh, he's very, very deserving of this award because number one for me, I have him on two of my fantasy football teams. Two. And I can tell you this much. I won both leagues with Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> so he wasn't the only running back that just was turning heads and doing big time numbers. We have another running back as well. Uh, Austin Eckler. So usually we give this an offensive player or offensive team or defensive player, defensive team. But this, this week, me and Pat P, we felt it was only right to give it to two running backs. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, 
32 rushes, 185 yards, career high five total touchdowns. The franchise record for touchdowns in a game was four rush, one receiver. Uh, of that, he has the franchise record. Uh, four running, one receiving. Eighth straight game with a rushing touchdown, tied for the second longest streak in Colts history. Second career, I wonder who has who he's tied with. Uh, second career game with a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Has 15 touchdowns this season, most in the NFL. All 15, 15 of those touchdowns have come in the last eight games. Wow. Last eight games, this man has 15 total touchdowns. That's great. He's not just the hottest running back in the National Football League. Right now, he's the hottest offensive player. And I know the MVP is usually a quarterback award. Yep. But what do you see Jonathan Taylor when it comes to the MVP conversation right now? Oh, he's definitely he deserved to be in the talks. I mean, it's very rare that you see running backs able to do what he's been uh, able to do on a on a weekly basis. You know, you 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 get those guys like you know the Derrick Henrys, um, you know the Dalvin Cooks, um, you know those guys. Um, you know, you can tell that those guys will be a verge. Um, being those type of guy and Jonathan was that last year as well and mm-hmm. now he's breaking through and and, and 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 definitely you know his name is becoming a household name you know over the last three weeks there's having monstrous games you know last week running what do you what did he rush for last week 185 yards he got 185 and 32 uh, yards and you can tell you know, it's not many days it, it, it's not many days in the league where you see a running back getting 32 carries. No. You know, nah, those days today's are, game. Yeah, those days are like over. And for Jonathan to get 32 carries in, in today's game and, and, and able to get you know, 185 yards, five touchdowns, uh, four rushing, one reception. I mean, that's just that's just crazy. And to do it against a, a talented Buffalo Bills defense, it's not like he did it against some, you know, some slouches. You know, those guys got some some ballers over there. Mm-hmm. And um I, I'm I'm just excited to see what, if he's able to to sustain it to put some heat on those quarterbacks to to keep keep his name in the race. Well, selfishly speaking, I hope he sustains it because I have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> but I think right now he would be no lower than number two in the yeah. MVP conversation. Who'll be number I, one right now? Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady's been Tom Brady. I think I, the other quarterbacks that we were highlighting about the MVP. Um, you know, he had Josh Allen in that conversation. He had Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Um, some of these guys. Up. And who that? I said they all kind of banged up. Well, yeah, yeah, Pat, yeah, yeah. Pat's getting back on, on the right track. Yeah, you know, yeah he's getting back on track. Games. Lamar's been sick the last game or, you know, whatever his issues been. Yeah, I, I think. And because of that, it has opened the window yeah. of opportunity for someone else. And Jonathan Taylor has taken advantage of the opportunity. So me personally, if the season was to end today, I think it's a two-man race for yeah. the MVP award. Tom yeah, Brady and Jonathan Taylor. You're knocking at the door. Yeah. He, no, that door is open. He he, just, he got one leg in the door now. He just got to get the other leg. <laughs> That's it. So let us know how you feel. If the season was to end today, who would be your MVP? Let us know how you feel. Oh, we got to give out another award. Goes to another running back, Pat P. This running back was huge on a primetime stage. Austin Eckler, 
17 touches, 11 rushes, seven receptions, 115 yards from scrimmage, four total touchdowns, two rushing, two receiving. Uh, first multiple, first play in 10 years with multiple rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns in the same game. Maurice Jones drew and just just like him. <laughs> no question. He's just a little smaller. Yeah. <laughs> just the fifth in the past 45 years. Lots smaller, lots smaller. But he was huge because they needed everything he was able to give them yeah. against the Pittsburgh Steelers this past Sunday night. So there you have it. Our two award winners, Jonathan Taylor, who should be in the MVP conversation, no worse than two, and Austin Eckler. And oh, by the way, before we leave this segment, I got to give the current MVP odds. Tom Brady is plus 275. Josh Allen is plus 600. Aaron Rodgers is plus 800. Dak Prescott, 850. Pat Mahomes and Matthew Stafford, plus 900. And Jonathan Taylor is plus 2,000. Wow. Might might want to jump on that now, huh, Matt? Let me see. While while we on, I'm going to do something right now live. Right now. I'm going to go in my betting account right now. Let me see if I can get logged in real quick while we live, Pat P. Because that 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 those odds right there. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor plus two thousand. <sighs> I might have to put something down on that right now. And I'm doing five hundred dollars to do something, huh? No question. A, a slack hundred dollars to do something. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Let me go ahead and do that. But plus two thousand. Now y'all got to hey might need to put something online service announcement for all our listeners all our viewers all our faithful fans guess what we finally got some gear for y'all we will be wearing the gear shortly as well but we got some gear for you guys to purchase announcement coming it's already here all things covered merch is now available in the cbs sports store and if you support support the show now is a great time to buy starting at midnight on thanksgiving through the end of the day on Cyber Monday, all merch is only 20, it's 25% off right now. 25% off, no promo code is needed. You can get your ATC hats, your hoodies, your tanks, your water bottles, mugs, and more. Just visit store.cbsports.com. The link will also be in the episode description. Get that holiday shopping done now. And if you take a picture in one of your clothing items, maybe a hat, maybe a shirt, maybe some sweats, maybe having a mug, a Yeti bag. We're going to give you a shout out on the show. Just take a picture with your social media name and your real name, your favorite team, and why you love all things covered. And we're going to give you, we're going to show you some love on the show. Now it's time for seven questions. Seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a question attached to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. Our question is coming from Gridiron Guy, Gridiron Guys AU on Instagram. If you can go back to the start of your career and tell yourself one thing, what would it be, Pat P? Mm, go back to the start of my career and tell myself one thing, what would it be? That's a good question. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I was very fortunate when I came into the league. You know, I think I talked about this when we first started the show. You know, by having you know a family member, a cousin like yourself, 
you know, being able to play in the league, being able to play at a high level on in the league and on a college level. So I kind of had an opportunity to to see the blueprint. So, you know, when I came into the league, a lot of things were easy for me. You know, um, I just remember a lot of older guys always asking me, you know, you know, where do I get that mentality from? Or where did I learn that from? You know, being so young, coming into the league, doing some of the things that I was doing. So, I don't know. That's a, that's a really, really tough question because I feel like I've done a, a lot of things the right way. When certain things came up, I avoided it the right way. Um, I don't know, gridiron guy. guy. That's a good I, question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, don't, I, I really, really don't know because I feel like I have a I've had a successful career in Arizona. You know, I've done everything the right way, been a top five pick, you know, being one of the cornerstones of the franchise, um, being at, at the time, being one of the highest paid cornerbacks. You know, I don't know. I, I really don't have an answer for that one. I have an answer. I think I would tell my younger self to invest more into my body. Okay. That's what I would have done. Um, Cause you know, growing up, you think, cause you always been, you know, one of the best athletes on the field or anytime you step on anything, you were always like the guy. And then when you get to the next level, you got to do a little more. You got to do right. a lot more. Yeah. And you talked about, you know, some of the things you've done to keep yourself in, in the best shape possible. And then make sure you, you know, do everything in, in your power to prevent certain injuries that are preventable just by being in great shape and investing time and money into yourself. I think that's something I would have done, you know, yeah. invest more in my body from top to bottom. And even from the mental standpoint as well, Yeah, uh, you know, being able to be mentally strong and mentally tough to endure season after season is something that's very, very difficult. So yeah. I think that, that would be something I would tell my younger self. But and I, I think, go ahead, baby. I think that's what, you know, I kind of had to cheat code because, when I was in high school, you was in the league. So mm -hmm. as you coming home and training, seeing the things that you did to take care of your body. So I'm like, all right, when I get to that point, that's yep. something I gotta do too. So I, I came into the league doing that. No question. Like you yeah. said, take care of your body. I came into the league getting small things. Like that's when they had the old, the super old game ready. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, yeah, you remember that game ready? The ball, <laughs> you know, not, yeah. even, not everything freaking, you ain't gotta plug up nothing. Now you just gotta press a button, so. yeah. Um, that's why I think I had the cheat code of watching you, you know, go through the, some of the things that you did. And and it just became second nature to me when I was drafted and you know, had the opportunity to you know play in this great league. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, hey, Gridiron Guys, AU, thank you for your question. Make sure you leave your question attached to a five-star review and we'll get to it on the show. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back again Thursday where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace.